Hey guys, welcome to the last three digits where we're talking about money and everything in between. Because they would have come to your 400 pound birthday dinner. I don't ask for much. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> like, it's just one day a year. Yeah, fair enough. Friday's a school. Oh, when people are Saturday's Hakkasan. And Sunday we go to Miami. Because girls are usually gassed by the, the, the middle amounts. And this is probably why girls don't go for a higher salary. In What's popping, peeps? Welcome back to the last three digits. Um, this week, just like last week, we have the great people from from Awesome. Um, I think it's meant to be pronounced Awesome, but it's pronounced O S O M E. Um, it's spelled O S O M E, not it's pronounced. Did I say pronounced? Yeah, that's difficult these days, man. At least the pandemic is my excuse for everything. But um. Yeah, um, Big Up Awesome, um, essentially a fintech company um, that have accountants on deck. Essentially, the, the way it works is it's an online company where you can speak to accountants, work with your accountant and the accountants that work for Awesome that will also be working for you and try to provide you the best services, the quickest way, sort of taking that accounting life that's, you know, used to be in pen and paper link ups and phone calls and putting it online instant messaging so you can get your accounts done smooth before we even start the pod we've got a, a sick deal going with them i believe it's um a hundred pounds off if you put our code in um the code will be in the description below um I can't what's remember. our code don't do that i can't remember it ahead do you not remember the code that's three the last three is the code. If you put that code in, you'll get, I believe, £100 off. Yeah, you're right. It's last three. Uh, the, code, the code should have been Disu Presents. Discounts by Disu. Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're go- looking for a code, it's last three. Yeah, last three. So go get your discount at Awesome. Go get yourself some of the best accountants. Um, we've got one on our podcast today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you. So my name is Taimur Gafur. Um, I think I uh, believe I was here last week as well. I'm one of the senior accountants here at Awesome UK, um, and I look after mainly the e-commerce uh, clients and the e-commerce segment because that's a very big segment and with a lot of complications. And my job is to make that easy, and that's what I do at Awesome. Sick, sick, sick. So ra- before you start, really random, yeah? Do you have an accountant, or are you your accountant? Um, I I am my own accountant. Yes, you're your own accountant. Yes. Okay. Is that difficult, or is it just a walk in the park for you? Um, it it, it gets difficult, uh, but as long as you know where to get your informations from, uh, you know how to do research. You're okay. 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 So um, I guess yeah, we'll just start off like just talking about because in this episode we're just going to be talking about the, the importance and the impact of having an accountant, not having an accountant, um, the consequences and the benefits of it. Um, because a lot of people that listen to our podcast have small businesses. Might Some some of them might think, I don't need to do no accounting because you know, I'm not even earning that much money or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and sometimes it's, sometimes it's essential to get one now before you do start doing extremely well. And then I think, as you said last week perfectly, that, you know, if you wait till 
near the end of the tax year, you're probably going to have to pay more because the accountant's going to have to do more work um, to catch up. But um, how can I, how can an accountant help you with taxes? Well, look, this is uh, what an accountant does, right? The, the job of an accountant is to understand the system, understand what's there available and see how everything applies to your specific situation. So you can go Google, you can go HMRC website and you can try to read everything and anything that's available. But how a situation applies to you specifically, um, an accountant can do that because that's what they do. Um, so if you, uh, you know, you're working from home, you, you have an e-commerce business, you're selling online, what kind of expenses you can claim, uh, you know, who you can pay salary to, or where you can save more on tax, where you, you know, legally you're allowed to, that's where an accountant comes in and helps you with it. Um, as I said, you know, without accountant, there is a lot of information out there, but uh, how it applies to your specific situation is someone who knows exactly what's happening with your business can help you with an accountant is in partner with you who grows with you rather than just, you know, do, does the paperwork. So find someone who literally knows your business in and out and can help you with it. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. And I guess on speaking of that, um, I've just pulled out some of the, the, the numbers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, from the UK government, 24th of March, this is dated. Um, if and this is penalties for getting your taxes wrong, um, I think zero to 30%, if a penalty arises because of a lack of reasonable care, the penalty would be between zero and 30% of the extra tax due. Um, so yeah. essentially what they're saying is if you make a mistake, oops, my bad, the, the, you, might, you might get let off with a 0%, but it could go all the way up to 30%. If the error is deliberate, the penalty will be between 20 and 70%. How can yep. we tell what's deliberate? Do you, do you have any... Inside. Yes, so um, um, a lack of care would be where a very short example would be like, you know, not gathering the invoices and not doing the paperwork or the bookkeeping that you should be doing and, you know, according to the guidelines. A deliberate would be that you know that an invoice is not bad claimable invoice, for example, uh, but you still claimed VAT on it and HMRC can see that you deliver, you had all the information in front of you, but you deliberately missed uh you know those um information on your tax returns then obviously you know it's a certain uh, criteria uh, it, it's the, the only difference is was it done deliberately or was it done because of carelessness mm. it's probably interesting because i i see a lot of people um even myself if i'm honest I, I started off doing my own taxes um and the chances of you making a mistake with that is, is very high and it's going to sound very strange it's not just because you're not an expert at taxes um, for myself, it's um, it's also that there's the, the concept of accountability. Like when someone else is doing something for you, um, I can only speak for myself. Other people might be way better humans than me, but when I'm doing something for myself, I'm way more relaxed with it. May way more like, oh yeah, I think the invoices are here. I don't need to double look. I don't need to da 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 da. I trust myself, whatever. Whereas when you have an accountant, even if you're looking for trust's sake, just oh, I wonder if he's getting the numbers right. Obviously, if you have an account and you trust that that person will do the double look, but you you it's almost like an accountability partner. Um, so speaking of like taxes, etc., what what else can an accountant do? Because just just staying on the taxes part, look, um, yeah. you it's very easy to miss something out because when you're doing a business, 
it's not only corporation tax that you pay once a year. There's so many um, compliances um, involved in it. So, for example, if you're running a payroll, you're paying yourself or you're paying your staff, um, whatever you're doing, you have to do your regular monthly, weekly sub uh, submissions on time. And it's done on RTI basis. You, can't, you cannot even miss it by a day. Because if you miss it by a day, there's a direct uh, penalty of uh, you know 200 pounds and then interest on it. So then the second one is VAT. If you're a VAT registered business, every quarter you have to make sure you you know submit and pay the VAT. If you miss it, there's a two percent uh, uh, penalty or on your outstanding VAT amount, which could account to a lot. Then there's corporation tax. So, so there's quite a few things that you have to keep up, and you have to make sure that you know you're not missing any of that. An accountant job is to make sure that they are up to date with this. You know, um, like at Awesome, we have built a whole CRM system that helps us keep up with all of these deadlines. So, it, you know, it's very unlikely that we'll ever miss any deadlines of any clients. But when you're doing it yourself, as you said, you're really relaxed. Um, you're more focused on how to grow your business rather than, you know, chasing your deadlines. Um, so that's where the accountant can definitely help you with, your, you know, being compliant and never missing a deadline. So see the first example you gave about salary. If you missed that, what what was the, could you like break that down a bit more, please? Yeah. So look, salary is paid through um, a tax system called PAYE, pay as you earn tax, right? And and the way it works uh, is quite different to other taxes. It's done on RTI basis, which is real time information. Which means the day you uh, transfer the money from your business bank account into your personal or your staff's personal bank account is the same day you have to do the submission to HMRC as well. You cannot delay it by a day. So if you pay your staff on 25th, you have to do submission on 25th or before, you cannot do the submission on 26th. Um, so for that, you have to run the systems um, in place that that happens on time, right? Um, every time you miss a deadline, um, you, you there will be finals, fines and interest on it. So and yeah, that, that's how basically it, it works. I think um, something you mentioned earlier about invoices when it comes to accounting, when when you look over some of your clients' um, accounts for the year, do you ask them for all their invoices as well? Because I feel like with the yeah with the way sometimes accounting is going, like how much documentation do you do you need to be able to file their accounts and calculate their self assessment and corporation tax? Sure. Um any expense that you're trying to claim against your business revenue needs some sort of documentation. So for example, in a whole year, you made 50,000 pounds worth of revenue. Now you're going to start using, you know, your different expenses to bring it down. So your net profit is down and your corporation tax is down, right? So any amount that you're bringing it down by, you need to prove it in, in some way that this was business related. So for example, you're buying stocks. You need an invoice to show that you bought stocks uh, that was only for this business. Um, now, how do you show that? You, you will see, you will have an invoice and on that invoice, it will be your business name and your contact details that will show this invoice first for you and you're claiming that money back. HMRC wants you to keep this invoices uh, saved somewhere for six years. And if you don't have these, then obviously HMRC can claw back and go back to last six years. And if you, if you cannot provide sufficient evidence, then they can open up your last six years worth of books. So it's very crucial, but in terms of how much do you need? Uh, do you need an invoice for every single transactions? Um, majority, yes, uh, but there are things like, you know, for example, your Uber uh, traveling cost, your TFL traveling cost, or things like mobile phones, 
and you don't need invoice uh, for it for every single month. Um, if you can prove that you are paying for mobile, mobile um, on each month, then at least one invoice just to show that this was for, for business purposes is okay. Mm-hmm. Then things like, you know, salaries, dividends, and you know, there are quite a few things which you def- do not need specific invoices. But for big business cl- uh, expenses, you definitely do. Mm-hmm. Um, just to add on that, uh, that's corporation tax side of things. For VAT, yeah. it's very specific. Any item you're claiming VAT against, you need an invoice. Um, so VAT, uh, VAT is more stricter than corporation tax. Um, so you cannot claim VAT without an invoice. You have to have an invoice for it. With us at Awesome, um, obviously, that's where we're jumping in and we're trying to make it more easy for our clients. So we give them, you know, the mobile app, the auto-forwarding email, and more automations, basically, which can make it easier for them to send us documents. And once they send us the documents, it stays on the system for six years. So we are trying to take care of that part as well. Yeah. I was, was going no, 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 to ask, in, with regards to invoicing, how, how, what, is there any differences in terms of how you should invoice and how invoices are processed, et cetera? when you're a sole trader compared to a limited company or is it this exact same process in terms of the invoices look if you if you're going to a supplier um regardless you being a sole trader or a limited company when you buy from them they will issue an invoice either your name uh, on your name if you're a sole trader or your company's name mm-hmm. um so i think that's the only big difference but regardless of that uh, there's not much difference um, one thing uh, that can differentiate is if you're VAT registered or not. So when you buy something from an online shop or, you know, sometimes from a retailer, um, they give you a normal invoice. Um, and that's more than enough. But if you're a VAT registered business, then you will probably have to contact them to get a VAT invoice. VAT invoice, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I see this a lot on Amazon arbitrage site um, where they have to request a lot of VAT invoices over the phone or over the emails. That's the only difference. But apart from that, all the invoices are same from purchase side of things. Um, from se- When you're selling, um, again, if you're selling online, then obviously um, you have to issue invoices under your company name. Um, but it's the same process for sole trade or not. The only difference is if you're a VAT registered business or if you're not VAT registered. And I wanted to um, ask you as well, some, something I've noticed. So for example, let's say I work with somebody and they they want me to put it into their personal account how does that work for them am i at any point responsible for the fact that i've done that as a limited company paid into someone's personal account but they've done a service for me so let's say for example i had a a stylist come in because i had i needed to do some work with or some i don't know maybe some media work and then I wanted to pay them from my limited company. Does it affect me as a small business if I pay someone who isn't maybe set up in the right way? Well, look, for you, um, uh, when you're paying for purchase invoices, as long as you have a valid invoice in return that you paid for a service and they issued you an invoice and in that invoice, they have the details, you're okay. Um, But if you sense that, you know, there's some sort of tax evasion happening here, then obviously, you know, stay away from that but if you know that you know a lot of businesses do that especially when they're small that yeah. rather than opening a separate business bank account they will take the money in in the mm-hmm. normal account as long as they're issuing proper invoices so from your stylist if you're getting an email or an invoice from them that you provided the service and you paid me this much you're okay okay good to know good to know i've, I've always wondered about that and um <laughs> and how it yeah. how it ties to each other but i didn't know 
I didn't know about what you said about small businesses and them using, is it like a personal account? Yes. So, so, so for example, if I'm starting a new business now, right. Um, initially I will see how the market is. Will my product actually work or not? I will not go on first day and start open a, a business bank account. Yeah. So I'll probably do a bit of a trading on my personal account for the first few months. And as soon as it, you know, it's becoming a thing, I'll, I'll open a business bank account. So there's always a bit of a grace period where, you know, people use their personal bank account, but as soon as they can open up a business account and then start using that. Does um, the, do the powers that be check like your business account or the paperwork? So let's say for instance, someone has a business account, but they make personal um they put personal money into it and take personal money out. Would that be counted as business costs? Um, so, no. Um, so if you have a business, but you are loaning, uh, whenever you put money into the business, um, you, there are two ways to put it. Either you're investing into the business or you're putting a loan inside the business. Um, you have to create a separate uh, account for that. Again, this, you know, this, this is where an accountant will come and tell you how to do this. Um, you create a separate account. Uh, you start filling that up. And then when you take out, you use the same account to take the money out. So there will be a record keeping uh, happening for this specific loan in and out. At the end of the year, you need to make sure that uh, it's either nil or uh, the, uh, you owe the company. Oh, the company owes you. Um, you don't owe anything to the company because if you do, if you have taken out money from more money from the company than you've put in, then you will be taxed at 32.5% on the money you have taken out which could be a lot. But again, the condition is that you have nine months after the year end to return this uh, money. So it's called director loan account. So just be very careful of that because it can be a lot higher tax rate. There are also other things on it that once you return the money, you can claim the money back and all of that, but it's, it's not a good place to be in. So let's say um, if someone um, wants to like... Um, Let's say, okay, let's say I'm working with someone, right? I'm a business and I I get someone to invoice me for however much money and I give them the money, whatever. Essentially, if I, what, what am I going to ask? What am I going to ask? Essentially, is it documented on both sides automatically as soon as I give them the money? So from your business bank account, the transaction will go, right? Let's say you're paying someone 5,000 pounds for a service. Yeah, yeah. Your business bank account will show 5,000 pounds going out. Now yeah. that 5,000 pounds needs to be reconciled on your accounting software in some way. The way it will be reconciled is that you will get an invoice from this person for the service and then you will reconcile it. You're done. On the other side, they will receive 5,000 pounds in their bank account. Again, they will need to prove that what, what they have received this 5,000 pounds for. The yeah. invoice they've issued is the proof. So yeah. th these back and forth, so one invoice plus two business bank transaction will reconcile both sides. Okay. It's pretty simple, pretty cool, but it's quite, I think this conversation about using your personal account and your um, business account is it's quite interesting, especially for like yeah. a, um, small businesses. Go on, this. No, I said, yeah, it's very interesting because I know um, people's small businesses, like there's loads of like little intricacies, like how do you determine, can you just put a loan into your small business or can you take a loan from a small business? Like how do you work around those things? And I think we even discussed it last week in terms of making payments on your own personal account, but trying to make it like a company expense. Like it's, a, it's quite interesting. So I'm assuming a lot of it is to do with paperwork and making sure you're tax compliant, right? 
Um, yes, definitely. And I think this is where an accountant jumps in, you know, um, rather than you focusing on all of this paperwork and trying to figure out what's the best way to input it on the system, how to do the bookkeeping on it. Um, an accountant's job will be to provide this service to you, provide all of this uh, valuable services to you, and then you just focus on doing what you should be doing, which is your business, right? Um, the way you should look at it is that, look, if you're paying your accountant a thousand pounds a year to do your filing and accounts and stuff, if you were to spend your, your own time on it, um, let's say two hours a month on it, how much would you uh, have charged yourself um, for that? So, you know, it's not only just the value you're getting out of by being compliant, but it's saving you time as well, which, which you can use to do many other things. Um, and also, again, as we discussed last time as well, accounting is changing now. It's not just, you know, basic do a one plus one, two and calculation. It's more valuable information about budgets and variances and how your business is doing, what are the finances looking like. And you get a lot more out of your accountant nowadays than you used to before. So definitely it's worth seeing how it works for you. What's some, what's some of the stuff that we're getting now from our accounts, if you don't mind me asking? Um, what is that stuff you mean, sorry? Like, you know how you said we're getting way more from our accountants nowadays? What, what's, what's some of the stuff? Yes. Uh, so, for example, with, with Awesome, right, uh, we do daily bookkeeping and we provide monthly management reports. So if you have just started a business um, and you, you projected yourself right, that uh, this is the product I will be selling and this is how much money I want to make in six months time. You one month, one month into the business and you will be able to see how uh, accurate were your projections. You will be able to see how much sales you made. Right. And did you make the sales that you plan to? If not, then what do you need? Should, should you be spending more money on your marketing? Um, you spend a lot of money in your shipment. Uh, what happened? Uh, did you not project it properly because of COVID? Maybe now you need to up your price. What should be your pricing? Should, should, is there any leniency to make any changes in your pricing by giving discounts and stuff? You know, these are just some basic things that you can do from your management report. And, and by looking at the information, you can do a lot more. You can literally see the trends of what your business is doing and how which way it's going, and you can control it. Control is probably the main key. Um, if you don't have the control of your business, um, the information that is valuable now, six months later, uh, you know, there's no point of it because it's too late for that. But getting that information on time can help you, you know, make or break. Uh, and that's where the accountants are coming in nowadays. I also wanted to know, just from a personal perspective, what is like your type of should I say like dream client when it comes to how they help you in like producing the best services as an accountant? Are there certain um, things that they do? I think for me, it's uh, it's slightly different, pro a different answer to uh, some uh, a normal accountant. And because the more challenging a client is and their books are, uh, the more I get to learn. So with the e-commerce, right? Um, I've, I've realized e-commerce is a very challenging segment. Um, if you have a normal, uh, you know, retail business uh, or, a, you know, a music industry, it's quite uh, simple and straightforward because the transactions are quite uh, consistent. You have one big client. With, with e-commerce, you, you're dealing with many different realms. So, um, but when a client comes with different challenges, obviously I get to learn more and I get to provide this service and see how it can be automated and then um, provide the service to the mass. And so... For me, a perfect client would be someone who's willing to give me the opportunity to take on the challenge 
and, and you know, to, to be with me throughout this whole challenge. So if, if things are not matching up, then we try to figure out ourselves. So who's more hands-on and more understood about the books and, uh, and how their business operates so I can understand it better and then provide that better service. Okay. So I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the, the, the awesome packages. Yeah. Uh, like pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool packages, right? So let's say I'm, I'm starting up a business. Um, um, I'm a hair company. I sell hair. I sell wigs and weaves. Um, I sell Vaseline and whatnot. Yeah. Um, And I'm probably going to get, guys, give me, um, Bolland, this week, give me a a monthly income that I'll be getting. Are you talking about revenue or or personal salary for yourself? Like how much is coming in from the business? From the business. 10K a month. Wow. I was, I was going to do way less than that. Okay, 1K. Okay, so say I'm getting 1K a month, right? Yeah. Uh, um, but my expen- my expenses are like 200 or something, right? Okay. I'm seeing, obviously, the two main packages are the accounting package, which is £45 a month, and I get the software, personal accountant and bookkeeper, annual management reports, corporation tax return, confirmation statement filing, and then the bigger one, which is the e-commerce accounting one, which is the software, personal accountant and bookkeeper, integration with one sales platform of Amazon, Shopify, or what else, um, platform fee separation, daily bookkeeping, monthly management reports, VAT corporation tax confirmation statement filing. So my my hair company, which is called um, the Disu Disu Braids, which which um, package would you would you advise I go for? Um. If you're just starting and this was your first month, I'll simply say go for the base package because what it provides you is, yes, an accountant and a bookkeeper, um, but your books are done once a year. Um, and at the end of the year, we will complete everything and send you the you know uh, compliances and submit everything for you. But if you are planning to grow, if you're planning to make a thousand to a 10,000, right? Um, and if you are planning to have a sustainable and controlled growth, then definitely come on to so initially start with 45 see for a few months how it's going use the chat system to get consultation and speak to your accountant and after that jump on to 145 as soon as you're hitting two three four k a month and with that obviously you then start to see trends monthly management report and see where your business is going so you get more hands-on report so and again that's the great thing about awesome is the flexibility so if you're on a smaller package you can upgrade your package at any point in time and you can always downgrade it again if you think it's not working out for you. So yeah, uh, that would be the best course of action for that. Do you know why that makes sense to me is I remember um, first, my first ever account, and I'm not going to say the number, but they used to charge per, basically per contact. So every time they had to do a bit of work or I had to speak to them and get things done and it it added up to way more than what I'm seeing on these packages for way less um, time and work. I'm assuming, obviously, the e-commerce and stuff. Oh, sorry, not the e-commerce. Um, what's the word? Is it called fintech? Basically, the fact that it's online helps all that stuff, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Again, the chat system that we have created, it's so informal and, and it's like literally, you know, you have you have an accountant at the palm of your hand. You literally just write a message 
say I'm, I'm struggling with this can you get uh, can you advise me what to do and within 24 hours you get a response so you know with 45 pounds getting that it's you know uh, it, it's really great i personally think that awesome has created a really good product with it's very informal and it's very straightforward uh, and simply simply easy to use to get uh, some help on it so start with that and once you know your business is big enough then get you know more hands-on support from awesome but one good thing is as you said you will not be charged uh, every time you try to contact your accountant. Um, and, you know, it, it will not be the case. Once you pay for a package, whatever is included in the package will always be done without any extra cost. And when it comes to compliance as well, how can, account- how can an accountant, like, help me maintain compliance? And can you touch a bit on um, what compliance is for anyone who doesn't know? Sure. Um, so if once you start a business, um, regardless of being a sole trader or limited company, you have some duties, um, legal duties, right? Um, as a sole trader, you have, if you're running a payroll, you have to do payroll. If you're a VAT registered business, you have to do VAT, VAT, registra- uh, VAT submissions. And then at the end of the year end taxes and same goes for corporation tax as well. So the compliances are mainly all of your submissions on time and all of your uh, returns on time. And an accountant obviously has systems in place to make sure they do this on time. Um, so for example, um, I, on 7th of August, this uh, time around, I have more than 50 VAT returns that I have to submit. Now, at the background, we have been planning for this for almost uh, a month. And we are almost uh, ready to complete and submit all of those. Um, so we will take care of your compliances uh, and plan all of that way before that you even think about it. So that's, you know, that's our job. That's what we are supposed to do. And that's how we make sure you're compliant and your, 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 all of your submissions are done on time. Okay. Uh Oh, Um, mute. Sorry, sorry. I kept, I kept, I kept trying to unmute it, but it was, that was a bit, do you know what I'm saying? What would you think, what do you think is the next step for um, Awesome? Where do you think, because obviously this to me is, is, is a massive idea, like a, a massive concept. I even struggle to see what the next step would be. What do you think is next for Awesome? Well, look, Awesome is a, a company that is constantly learning. Um, part of my job as an accountant is not just providing accounting services, but also keep on learning the industries and, and providing these automations. When we initially started, uh, we had a beautiful automation in place and this app, which, you know, you can take a picture of your invoices and everything gets uploaded to your accounting software. You don't have to manually enter any invoices. Then we went into the next stage and see how we can start getting information from online stores like Amazon, eBay, um, and how that all flows into your system automatically. The next project is probably how to get your supplier invoices automatically as well. And, you know, for Awesome, uh, our main aim is to um, automate the whole industry and how the whole process of accountancy and bookkeeping itself. And once we are doing that, once we have achieved that, then we can obviously provide more valuable information where, you know, how to do more services in Europe, how to continue selling in US. So for Awesome, the next step is to continue learning and provide more automation and more valuable uh, services to our clients for a lot less price. And do you know, I know you focus a lot on um, e-commerce is what's I'm so curious to know what what's the reason behind focusing on it. And I know e-commerce has grown so much, especially during the course of the pandemic. Um, 
yeah i think shopify posted some stats about how much e-commerce has grown but what made um awesome focus on that um i mean i, I think that this um with us also we started just before the pandemic right um and we uh, before e-commerce we had a lot of uh, different clients from different segments we have builders we had uh, it consultants um and the system was working really well for them. Um, but when we touched on e-commerce, uh, we saw all of the pain points. Uh, we saw how many of the accountants uh, who are you know, very technical and, and um, experienced did not understand the e-commerce segment itself. And then the growth, as you mentioned yourself, uh, all of that combined together showed us that e-commerce is probably where we can jump in and provide all of these automations and you know, uh, answer the pain points. But having said that, um, when we talk about e-commerce, we probably always think about, you know, someone buying something and, and selling online, but e-commerce is a lot more than that. You know, uh, you can be providing services through your online platforms. You can be providing, um, you, you're creating your own website and providing services through that. So e-commerce is not just buying and selling products. It's, it's, it's basically doing any business online. And, and that's where we jump in and we can provide basically an accountancy for that services. But as you said, the market is growing, everyone is going on e-commerce and I think that's where the next big changes. Yeah, definitely. Especially because you can obviously do your e-commerce business online and do it, uh, do any of your clients do like drop shipping, for example? Um, okay. so, um, so we have drop shippers, we have arbitrage, we have private labels. Um, we have tons of clients. Um, and arbitrage and private labels. How does that differ? So an Amazon. Um, so an arbitrage is uh, someone who buys anything from an online or you know local retail stores at the retail price, but online it sells for more. Um, so they buy it, they sell it. They don't own the product. They're just being the bridge in the between. Um, private label is someone who's you know produce their own product and privately labeling it and then selling it online. And dropshipping, as you know, you know, the middleman agent. Yeah, which which sounds great because obviously you don't, for me anyway, because you don't have to deal with having the physical stock on you. Yes, but having said that, um, uh, I, I will share an article with you um, which showed that because of the, all the new rules with Brexit and the new EU rules, dropshipping was the uh, one segment that got hit really bad. And it dropped by um, by a lot, basically. So dropshipping was a really great opportunity before 1st of January. But since Brexit and the introduction of new import rules, it's a mess. So anyone who's dropshipping, just be very careful to see what their bad implications are. I've seen like a lot of um, celebrities get done for like tax evasion and stuff like that, yeah. But to me, sometimes it's a bit confusing because like, okay, like a basic thing for me, I, I don't, I probably don't get, anywhere near how much these celebrities make and i'm on edge because like for instance um you know i've got to give like my utr when i'm giving an invoice and stuff like that um and i'm like double thinking right they're following everything so everything has to be perfect um what what is it about like these celebs or like the the i guess the people with more money and more power that makes them think they can get away with this stuff or is it just a lot of times is it actually mistakes or bad accountants or um well i'm, I'm not uh, entirely sure what, what's what's going on with the you know the thought process on how they want to do it but what i can assume is that you know they're not advised properly so maybe they advise that 
you know, you have this much of cash, you earn this much millions out of this project. Um, this is the way to save your taxes on it. And those are probably not legal ways of saving tax. Uh, and obviously that's where they get caught. Um, to them, it's shown as it's not a big deal. Everyone does it. Uh, every other celebrity does it. Why don't you do it? You know, it's going to save you this much of money. Um, what I've seen personally with many examples is they're asked to invest into something like a property or something. And this will save you that many taxes. Remember, tax will always follow you. Even if you reinvest into something, uh, you're just accumulating it. At the end of it, you will have to pay it. But the way some people uh, present this information to, um, you know, the, uh, the person in, in contact obviously cannot um, be perceived that way. So it's not made, clearly stated that, you know, this could be uh, coming back to you and you will end up paying a lot more than you should. So that's where you need to find someone who, who is, you know, um, uh, a partner to you rather than just trying to get more money out of you. I'll go on, I think this is, I'll go on, Bola, sir. Um, I think one, one of the last questions I actually wanted to touch on is, do you have any advice for someone who has a limited company but wants to save? So something I've always personally even struggled with is the notion of, of course, with having a limited company, yep, you make a certain amount of income. Let's just say, um, just for easy, wholesome figures, you make 100K. And then at times, as you said, people will think of ways to increase their expenses to reduce their tax bill. How can someone, instead of, I don't want to say instead of doing that, how can someone who has a limited um, company, a limited business, still find, um, of course, a tax an efficient, not necessarily tax, but an efficient way to save, as opposed to just taking the minimum salary of, I think we said last week, £729. Like, yeah, what is what is the medium? Um, so j just to understand, your question is that, is, imagine if someone is making 100k uh, a year, is that 100k gross or net? Gross. And then they, they're using a lot of expenses and then they want to figure out, you know, what's the best way of being more, the most tax efficient you can be, right? Uh, um, no, sorry. So let's just say that they want to save. They make 100K. Maybe say, let's just say they don't actually have a lot of expenses, but they want to save. Would you just say they have to be okay with taking out a higher salary and that will cost them um, more in tax income? Um, okay. So, so, you know, the way you can take money out for yourself personally is salaries, tax, uh, salary, and dividends, right? Um, the salary that you take out is can be expensed against your corporation tax. Yeah. The dividend that you take out cannot be. Um, it's after your uh, tax and profits. But I thought that was up to, last week we spoke about um, up to £2,000 for dividends. Yes. So the first £2,000 of dividends is completely free. Um, you don't pay any tax on it, but anything above that you pay 7.5%. But the big difference between both the salary and dividend is the salary, whatever money you take out of it, you can expense it and then you pay less corporation tax. So for example, you made 100,000, now you want to pay yourself uh, 20,000 pounds on salary. So 100 minus 20, you will pay corporation tax only on the 80,000 pounds. Yeah. But with dividends, uh, if you made 100,000 and no other expenses, you pay tax 19% on the 100,000, whatever is left behind, you, you can take that out as dividend and then pay 7.5% on the dividends as well after the first 2,000. Um, so there is a bit of a calculation. It's not as simple as straightforward, take less salary and take more dividends out. There is a bit of a calculation that you have to do 
uh, based on your uh, specific situation. What we normally advise is just take out uh, the minimum for salary and take rest as dividend because, as I said, you can reduce your corporation tax by it. Um, but if you want to take out more, then, you know, you have to do a proper calculation on it. And, you know, that's where you get in touch with an accountant and they will show you how to do it. I have made a calculator at awesome, uh, which are, we will be launching out soon, where right. you will put your salary figure in that you want to, and you will put your dividends out and it will tell you exactly how much you're saving on corporation tax and how much you're not. So hopefully this, this will be out soon, but, you know, it will be free on the website. Uh, but there are things out there that you can use that can help you with this. That would be super duper helpful and efficient. Like that, that's a great tool um, to give people quick and instant understanding and kind of like what's what I'm looking for ballpark figures that are are pretty accurate in terms of um, obviously their numbers. That's that's a great. I look forward to that. That's that's wicked. Definitely. Before we go, um, this you Bola, do you have any like um, early? I don't know tax accounting, picking an accountant, whatever mistakes that you made like early in your careers. Um, I was I, charging VAT oh. VAT, having a, a VAT number <laughs> oh, That's sad <laughs> um, I think for me is, is feeling like I needed to um, have an accountant within London because for me naturally sometimes it can be more expensive um, you can, your accountant doesn't necessarily need to be based exactly where you're based as long as you have good communication with them but also I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a mistake like a mistake but accountants charge different things for different services so if someone says to you oh yeah like my accountant's 500 pounds a year someone could be thinking that's fantastic that's really cheap but then you need to look at the the, the level of service you're getting with each accountant because some some accountants the, the one who's charging 500 may give you very little communication and a surprise at the end of um eat at the, at the end of your tax year versus one who maybe charges you more, but you know what's going on every single month. Yeah, yeah. It's like awesome services, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a similar, to be fair. I, I kind of just went to the first accountant I saw on Google. Literally, like, I, I, I Googled it and I picked the accountant at the very top and it was a terrible accountant, if I'm going to be honest. So, yeah. I just thought if... I used to have this theory that if it's first on Google, it, it has to be perfect. Um, but yeah, no. yeah it should be good enough to be first on Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, guys. Um, sorry, I was about to pull this out. So, um, so yeah, guys. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Um, wait, actually, Tim, did you want to say anything before we went? No, I, I think we covered quite a few things. Um, um. So, as I said, um, just just make sure speak to an accountant first. Um, don't uh, just jump on it. See, you know, yeah, look at the reviews and stuff. Always call up and see what the accountant are like, and will you have a good bond with them? Because accountants are like more like friends now. Yeah. So find a friend, find a good friend. Beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, guys. This is this is this is this has been the last three digits. Please, please get yourself your accountant. Um. You know, if you want a little bit of help from us, £100 off from Awesome, um, that comes up to like just over two months on the mini package. Um, part It will cover part of the, the main package. Um, it's, it's, this, this is big money we're talking. Do you get what I'm no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, people. 
it's a no brainer. Like a hundred if if you said you spent a hundred pounds when you went to the bar on a Thursday, you would have said, Yo, that's a lot of pee come out of my account. Do you know what I'm saying? So how much how much how much how many mimosas are we buying you? How many mimosas <laughs> are we buying you, huh? So um Go get your, your discount. And awesome, again, a fintech company that focuses on accounting and accountants, provides a service where you can talk to your accountant almost whenever, um, have a monthly service where your numbers will be looked at, a yearly service where your numbers will be looked at. Do you know what I'm saying? You won't, you're not going to be doing no scamming taxes or no silliness or, or do you get what I'm saying? If you believe in your thing, for anyone that's listening, if you've started a company, a business, you're an artist, you're a creative um whatever and you believe in your source even if right now you're not making the, the guala guala but you believe you were six months as we've said on this episode and on the, the last episode you may need an accountant when when the big bucks come in so sign up now um to also when the small bucks are in too <laughs> when the small bucks are in sign sign up sign up yeah um even me i'm gonna look at signing up myself so um yeah, big up everyone listening. Thanks for tuning in. I've been Nigo. True. I've been Bolasol. Oh my gosh. And of course, he's been Dissu. <laughs> yeah, I've been Dissu, but there's mayhem going in my house. So. This oh. <laughs> <laughs> is kids running around. So let's have the pod. Yeah. No, no, we're not ending that. No, those rumors and allegations. You don't have any children. <laughs> you, you all know where to find us, of course, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much to everyone who hits us up, and of course, um, thank you to Awesome. We've been enjoying the conversations about what we can do from a business perspective, and of course, we'll see you next time. Get yeah, the album, true. <laughs>